you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and we're back somewhat. Um, we'll see, you know, <laughs> we'll see uh, how long the Tylenol will last this morning. Got the booster yesterday. Um, also, just a bunch of other crap, which is making me feel like crap. Um <laughs> So we'll see how long the Tylenol holds, hopefully for the next half hour, while you and me go on a little bit of a journey. Well, first we're actually going to talk about our, our sports betting. Then we're going to go on a little journey, talk about Duval, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they have fired their head coach, Urban Meyer, as of this morning. So we'll go on a little journey. We'll take a little, we'll do a little story time. It'll be a nice, relaxed episode. Uh, and, and, you know, it should just be a, a whole lot of fun, I think. Um, that's it for the promotional part of the, 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 the podcast. Um, and we'll get, we'll get set. We'll get set. We'll get ready to go. Um, I have my picks. They're ready. First, we're going to go through last week's picks. We did pretty good. I got to say we did pretty, 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 pretty good. That was my lame imitation of Larry David. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. Week 14 picks. We were four for five on picks, so pretty damn good. Gotta say, pretty damn good. Um, pretty damn good. Uh, the only one we missed was Detroit, and I probably should have seen this coming. You know, we with Demarius Thomas dying, there was really no way in my mind that I well, post after the fact, there was no way that that Denver was going to lose that game. And I thought, you know, hopefully Detroit can keep it close. They've kept a lot of games close this season, so I figured, like, they should be able to keep this one close. Um, but they weren't able to, to, you know, they really got steamrolled, and, and I think I probably should have seen that. I just think, you know, I think the running offense for the Broncos is very good. I think it's very talented. Um but, you know, I, I didn't think it'd be as explosive, but maybe that's more of a reflection on the Detroit defense as well. I'm not I'm not truly sure, but uh, hey, you know, it, it, it was a good game. Um, I missed that one. The other ones I got, so Seattle covered a seven and a half point spread, which was incredible. Um, Saints covered a five point spread. Detroit, uh, the Chargers covered a ten a ten point spread which was great because they almost blew it at the end. Uh, and Tampa Bay covered their minus three and a half spread on an overtime touchdown winner. When it went to overtime, I was like, there's no way I'm covered. There's no way this is going to cover because, you know, someone's probably going to win with a field goal or, and Buffalo got the ball first. I was like, there's no way. Well, there was a way. 
Rashad Perriman, Tom Brady got done for me. Um, thank you guys um, for, for giving me a pick. I mean, that was literally, I, I did not think I would win that one. And, uh, you know, hey, they came through. They came through for me. All right, going to this week. We've got some interesting picks. It's an interesting week. There are some interesting lines. Um, I'm not really too sure how I'm going to do it, do on this week. Um, but, we, we, you know, what? let's see. Um, all right, the first team. And these aren't in perfect order, by the way, because I was kind of doing this. Um, actually, I'm just going to do them in order. All right, so the first team I picked um, was the Patriots plus two and a half at Indianapolis. So, listen, I think Patriots are going to win this game outright. And to me, whenever you get a pot, whenever you whenever you're picking an underdog, you know it's it's fairly easy, right? I'm not looking for a backdoor cover here. I'm looking for the Patriots to win outright because two and a half points. Realistically, that's not getting you anywhere, right? That's just getting you, you know, basically that's just saying, hey, basically you're going to win this game uh, to cover. You know, there's a chance that you can cover the spread without winning, um, but two points is not one of the more common um, win lines. Uh, so I, I really do think the Patriots are going to win this game outright. And I, and we talked about it, you know, this exact same thing yesterday on the, on the podcast. Um we went over our week picks. You know, I just think the Patriots are a better team. I think they're the better team in this case, right? Um, I think offensively, they run a little bit more fluidly. Um, their whole offense runs a little bit more fluidly. And I, I trust Mac Jones with the football more than Carson Wentz. Because I think that Bill Belichick does a really nice job, A, against the Colts, and B, against quarterbacks who have a tendency to turn the ball over. Right. And, you know, while Carson Wentz has not made that many, has not thrown that many interceptions, which is true, um, he has fumbled quite a bit. Um, and, you know, he has thrown a few interceptions, right? Two of them coming in one game, right? So they kind of come in bunches for him as well. Um, actually, I think four of them were in two games. I think they had two, they had two against the Bucks and two against the Titans, if I'm correct. And so what that kind of tells me is that, you know, Carson Wentz, solid QB, but he is, you know, prone to turnovers, right? And I think he's making less of them this year, but he's still prone to turnovers. I think when you look at Bill Belichick, he does very good against quarterbacks who are who are turnover prone because I think he knows how to dissect them. I think he knows kind of what the game plan is. And especially when you get the Patriots team who really have been so good about turning the ball over and turning the other team over. That really bodes well for the, for the Patriots, and I, and, I, and I like them in this matchup, um, especially because Bill Belichick off of a bye. I mean, how often does Bill Belichick lose off of a bye? Not that often. Um, I know there's a new QB, but I really don't think that's going to make a big difference because it seems like Mac and Brady are really on the same page. So I look at this game and I say, well, I mean, the Patriots are coming off of a bye. They are six and zero on the road. They're eight and two against the spread, by the way. In the last ten, they're nine and four overall. But if you look at their, you know, their last what seven games, they've won their last seven games. You know, they've been great um, this season against the spread. Um, you know, Indianapolis on the other hand, you know, they're three and four at home, so they haven't been a great home team this year. Um, now their last ten, they're seven and three against the spread, so they've also been very good. But against the spread at home. They're three and four. The Patriots are five and one against the spread away from home. So the Patriots have been a very, very good away team. Now I think that's what people haven't haven't really considered. The Patriots are right now 
I believe the best away team in the NFL um, by by record because I believe the Cardinals were the only other team who are undefeated on the road and they ended up losing. Um, and this is a big game for the Patriots as well because it's on Saturday, so the Bill, the Bills play the next day, right? And 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 you know we all know that this Buffalo Patriots game that's coming up is going to be a big one, and it's going to be even bigger if the Patriots lose. But if the Patriots end up winning, it's not going to be as big of a game. Because you think about it, the Patriots, right, they win, right? They beat they beat the Colts, hypothetically, right? They're still two games ahead of the Bills, assuming the Bills win, which I think they will. Um, you know, the Patriots play the Jaguars and Dolphins in the last two games. So I, I think that even if the Patriots lose against the Bills at home, which, you know, we can talk about that when that comes up next week, um, they're still going to have a game lead in the division, uh, which I think will do them a lot of, a lot of good. So my, my point is, is that the Patriots are a very, very good football team. And I think that this game is going to show just how good they are because they've won seven straight games, folks. They've done a lot right. Andy, they have turned it around too. Don't get me wrong, but I like the Patriots to win. I like the two and a half points to me. It really feels like the Patriots are going to come out and win this football game. I'm very excited to see what happens. Uh, Patriots plus two and a half. The next team I'm going to take are the Titans minus one and a half. Again, basically a very, very close line right here. Um, I, I do think Tennessee, as I've already said, is going to win this game. Um, now, whether they win it or not, I don't know. Right? Obviously, that's hard for me to tell whether the – whether the, the Titans will win this game or not. But I do think they're going to win. And I think that they bring a lot to the table. Um, I like Pittsburgh, but I just think that Pittsburgh is a little bit dif- dysfunctional right now. And you look at the Titans' defense, it's been playing pretty well. Um, and the Pittsburgh defense had a really good second half you know, after a really bad first half. And I don't think you can do that against Titans. I think they're too talented. Um, in certain areas, I think that their defense is too good as well. Um, <clears throat> you know, they've been good on the road this season. They're four and two. Um, you know, they're they're not. You know, they've been good against the spread um, all season long. They're eight and five against the spread, and the Pittsburgh is only five and eight against the spread. Um, so they've struggled a lot against the spread this season. Pittsburgh has, and you know, they are the underdogs, but it's by a very small margin, right? And I, I do like Tennessee. Again, Tennessee wins football games um, just kind of somehow. They win a lot of football games just because they're, you know, they play a little bit tougher you know, and stuff like that. And and I think that's going to, again, I think that's going to do very, very well for them. Um, again, that's kind of how Tennessee wins football games. You've seen it this season. They kind of tough it out whether they have the players or not. Um, and Pittsburgh, again, you know, they've really struggled all season with any sort of offensive consistency. Um, and I don't think you can do that against this Titans defense. Because I think that you know, while the offense, maybe the production is low, I still think that Tannehill's playing good football. He can still use his legs. The offensive line, Deontay Foreman, I think is playing decent. Julio Jones is back. And we all know the Titans are trying to make a push for the playoffs. And they're trying to make a push for that number one seed. Um, and at least for the division, right? Because they know they need to win the division. Um, and they know they need to be in a good place when Derrick Henry comes back where they can where they can uh, 
where they can win um, a couple playoff games or something. So I think I think that's the strategy, at least from my perspective, uh, that is being brought into the game. And and again, I don't I don't I don't think it's a bad thing, but um, it's just the way it is. Um, again, I think Tennessee wins football games. They just they just do it, and and that's kind of their how they've done it all season. So I'm gonna take them minus one and a half. I like the pick. Um, looks good to me. All right, next team I'll pick. I'll pick Buffalo minus ten and a half. Um, first off, I think we can all agree that I think the Panthers are in an absolute free fall at this point. Um, I think they're in an absolute free fall. Uh, you you look at you look at the way the Panthers have played offensively these past couple weeks, it's been bad. It, it's been really ugly. Um, and honestly, you know, maybe Sam Darnold deserves a little bit of, 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 I don't know, maybe he deserves a little bit of a, a little bit of a break because Carolina's offense without him has been maybe even worse. I, I think that, again, they're trying to run a two-cute quarterback system. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. They just lost to the Falcons. Um, combine that with the Bills losing a really tough game to the Bucks, and now the Bills are seven and six. This is a must-win game for the Bills, by the way. So let's get that 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 straight first. This is a must-win game for the Bills. And we all know that good teams usually, after a loss, come out and beat up the next team they play, especially if they're bad. And Buffalo, I think, is gonna gonna do that this week. I don't know. I just have a feeling. Um, most people are picking Buffalo to cover ten and a half points. It's a lot of points, but you look at it, it's a warm weather team going into the cold weather. Um, Carolina is in a free fall. We have Buffalo, who obviously shows that they can win football games, and they're they are they need to make the playoffs, right? And quite honestly, whether the Patriots win or the Colts win. Um, they need to win this game because if the Patriots win, then great. They need to win so that they can leapfrog the Colts. Um, well, yeah, they need to win so they can leapfrog the Colts in uh, wild card standings. And if the Colts win, they need to win so that they can be within one game of the Patriots uh, going into a divisional game head to head. So it's a must win game for the Bills, um, no matter what happens on Saturday. And Buffalo, remember, Buffalo is a good football team. Right? We know Buffalo is a good football team, and we know that they're very talented. They can do it. They just need to get back on track. Maybe this is their back on track game. I personally think it is. Again, I like Buffalo to cover 10.5 points. I think they can do that. Uh, the next team I'll pick, I'll pick the Jaguars. I know, it's surprising. Um, I'm going to take the Jaguars minus four, okay, minus four versus Houston. Here's why. It's a home game. And the Jaguars just fired Urban Meyer. Teams usually win after they fire their head coach during the middle of the season if they are unliked, right? I think what you're going to see in this game is, is James Robinson's going to play really, really good football. I think Trevor's probably going to play a little bit better than he's played all season. I think the team is going to be a little bit more invigorated to win football games to attract that next NFL head coach. Um, that's kind of the way I see it. I don't like Houston. It's a four-point spread. It's very minuscule. Um we all know that Houston's been bad all season, so I, I really, you know, I don't like picking either of these teams, but I think this will give that extra boost, that extra edge to Jacksonville. 
Um, they've both been bad all season long, so I'm not even going to compare any of their records, any of that, because they've been bad. But I think the Jaguars are the better team going to this game, and I think they're going to be more, uh, you know, more ready to win. Um, and I, I, again, I just think that th- this is the game that the Jaguars, you know, will be, will be, you know, put pressed to win. Uh, final team on pick, I'm picking Cincinnati my plus two and a half. Listen, Cincinnati is getting points. Um, they were a very, very good team last week against the Niners. And you have to remember that the Niners had not one but two punt fumble recoveries last week. And it was a overtime game, right? So Cincinnati lost two separate possessions due to punt fumbles. Um, and now they're playing a Denver team, right, that – has been very inconsistent. Recently, they've went win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Or, sorry. Win-loss, win-loss, win. Right? That That's the last five games. So, you know, logic should tell you, well, pattern should tell you that the Denver Broncos should lose this football game. And I'm not going to go against patterns. I'm not one to go against pads. I do think Cincinnati's the better team. They're more explosive offensively. I think they've got sack. I got defenders defensively who can get to the quarterback. And I think that Teddy played really, really well against a bad defense last week. I don't think this was going to happen this week. Um, Cincinnati is a very capable football team. Um, and I don't think Denver can just roll over them. Uh, you know, I don't think the emotion for Demarius Thomas's death is there. So I don't think that's going to play as much into the football game um, as it did last week. Um and again, I just think that Cincinnati really, in this case, is the better team. I think they're going to end up being the winners, and it's a, you know pretty much the same situation as with the Patriots game. I think Cincinnati is the better team. I think they're going to win the game, so I don't really care about what the spread is, right? I'm not. I don't really care about what the spread is because I think that the Patriots are, or I think that the <laughs> the Bengals are going to win. So it doesn't really matter to me what I think the spread is if I think that. The Bengals are going to win, which I think they will. So they're getting, they're you know, they're getting well. They're they're getting points, right? So I don't know. To me, uh, to me, I, I, I don't know. It's not like clear cut, um, but again, I I think that uh, I, I again I think that this is. This is the time for the Bengals to really turn it on. Um, yeah, they, again, you, you, Bengals lose this game; they're out of the playoffs. I mean, this is just a huge game for the Bengals. It's a huge game as well for the Broncos, but I just feel like that the Broncos' playoff chances are just in the tubes. Um, Bengals plus two and a half. All right, I'm back after the break, talking about the Jags. Welcome back. So, Jaguars fire Urban Meyer. Good decision, bad decision. Well, I think it's probably a good decision uh, when you say, and I'm paraphrasing here, but keep in mind that I'm paraphrasing. I'm a winner, and my coaches are losers. I think that's pretty bad. I I think that's pretty bad, um, and I think that's indicative of of the Urban Meyer regime. It was a failure, um, and and you know some people are saying, oh well, he brought Tim Tim Tebow. I don't I really don't think it's that. Again, I think it's kind of everything just it sort of just felt like everything started to burn. Um, and it felt like Urban was passing a lot of the blame. He was passing the buck onto a lot of other people. Um, 
And you know, is it totally his fault? No. I mean, Jacksonville has been a bad organization for the last, you know, 10 out of 11 seasons, right? I mean, they've been bad. So is it all Urban's fault? No. But he had a chance to reach, to change his team, change the culture. Um, but I think all of that kind of went out the window when, you know, you don't play James Robinson, um, arguably one of the better running backs in the NFL. I mean, I think we all recognize, sorry, uh, that James Robinson is one of the best, better running backs in the NFL. I mean, he really is talented for a second-year, undrafted second-year guy. Let me let me include that, right? Um, again, I, I think uh, – I just think that – I mean, just it did not work. It just did not work, did it, um, between these two parties. And I think that Urban – you know, kind of, uh, and a lot of people are saying this, and I do agree with that. I think that Urban tried to coach this team like a college football team. And I don't think that works. I think he tried to bring in some guys, um, coach-wise, strength coach from Iowa who was fired for racial instance. Uh, that's via Colin Cowherd. Um, listen, that's, I mean, listen, I'm, t- I'm going to reference my sources. I'm also going to take information because I'm not truly fully knowledgeable on the subject, right? I don't think anyone ever will be, but um, on anything, but I try to I try to give everything uh, a wide scope, um, but regardless, I just don't think that Urban, you know, the coaching hire was interesting. I think that college coaches haven't truly worked in the NFL thus far. Um, you know, I think Urban was just kind of a product of of of, of who he was. I say it's the same. He's the same guy. Um, it's the same guy, same coach. Um, and you know, I think we saw everything just kind of devolve, right? When, you know, Urban, thing of the season, you know, they were losing games. And listen, it's fine to lose games. I mean, look at Dan Campbell. It's fine for lose. It's fine to lose games, right? I don't think that's the issue, right? Urban Meyer's record as head coach um, is better than Dan Campbell's, right? But the difference between the two guys, right, isn't that, you know, Maybe one is better coach than the other. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Dan Campbell hasn't hasn't won more than two games. He's won one game this season. Um, but, you know, they're both coaching bad teams. But it's about the way you go about it. You look at Dan Campbell. You look at the way he coaches. And he's very, very, um, like, emotionally connected with the team, right? He wants his team to win. He wants his team to succeed. He wants to bring something to Detroit. And that's something we didn't see out of Urban Meyer. You know, instead, what we saw about out of Urban Meyer was some girl dancing up on him. You know, and just frankly, all season long, just problems and problems and problems with with Urban and 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 kind of the culture that he was starting. You look at the culture that the Lions are bringing in. I mean, you know, hey, I'd say it's working because these players they fight for Dan Campbell. They want to win for Dan Campbell. That's not something you can say. For Urban Meyer, and I think his stra- his tactics of, you know, if a player doesn't listen to me or, if, if, you know, whatever, what I what I know is best, right? I think that's is something that he he prescribed to. Urban Meyer thought that he was the proverbial, you know, Jesus of of football, right? I think I think that he thought that he was the most knowledgeable, the smartest. Just the the all-knower of everything football, especially when it came to Jacksonville. He knew what was best to do. And so 
when it comes down to it, Urban Meyer wasn't going to listen to any of his assistant coaches. He wasn't going to listen to anyone around him because he thought that what he was doing was the best, without a doubt. Right? Urban Meyer thought Urban was the best. Urban was the all-knower. And that's not true. In football, you have to rely on your staff. You have to trust your staff. I don't think Urban ever did that. That's why he called his assistant coaches losers, right? Because he felt that they were losing, right? He felt that it wasn't him making the bad decisions. It was his assistant coaches who weren't coaching well, who weren't blah, 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 blah. But it was. It was Urban Meyer. At the end of the day, he made a lot of decisions that a lot of people didn't like. James Robinson was one of them. And then when you know, you hear about a respected veteran like um, Marvin Jones Jr. basically coming you know, to heads with Urban Meyer, that's a problem. You know, Marvin Jones Jr., is he a, one of the best receivers in the NFL? No, but he's talented, and a lot of people respect him, and he's a veteran. Uh, he was in Detroit for a very long time. Um, and, and you know, you don't, you don't see that happen with coaches who are, who are well-liked, who are talented, um, who are respected. You don't, you don't see that kind of demeanor, that kind of attitude, um, you know. Players will come to heads, sure, and it will happen, but the way that it happened between Urban and Marvin Jones Jr. was far different. And, you know, I, I think far worse that, you know, well, I think it was far worse that, you know, we saw this between Urban and, and um, Marvin Jones. Again, I think that these two, you know, the two parties between Urban and the Jacksonville Jaguars never did mix. They never did mix. And honestly, quite honestly, I think it's kind of a failure on Shad Khan's, you know, I, and I thought this would work, by the way. I thought that it would work. But, you know, also, I am not a member, right, of this organization. I don't, I'm not a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know what they're trying to do, right? Obviously, I think this is a failure on Shad Khan um, and the GM's perspective, because I really think um, I really do think that, and let me, let me try to word this as, as best as possible. Um, I really do think that Shad Khan needs to know the culture that he is trying, right? That he is trying to build, right? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what culture he is trying to build. Um, it's, it's hard for me to, to know that because I'm not there. But whatever culture is trying to build, this was not the right guy to do it. He really needs to reevaluate his own, like what he wants for this team. And he needs to go out there and hire someone not disgraced, right? Not someone who's been bad, but probably a, a younger guy who's talented who hasn't had a shot yet. That would be my, my go-to. I would hire not Todd Bowles, right? Maybe an Eric Bienemy, um, Byron Leftwich. I think that Byron Leftwich actually could be a very, very good head coach. And I think about it this way: first off, Byron Leftwich played for the Jaguars. He's an offensive coach. He just worked with Brady, so that means I think that he knows a lot of stuff that he can bring to Jacksonville, right? That he can bring to Jacksonville. Um, and, and really help the growth of Trevor Lawrence. If I were 
Shad Khan, I would be looking at probably Leftwich number one and Bienemy number two. I think that those two guys have had a lot of success with quarterbacks. You want to bring that there. You want an offensive coach for sure. Um, I think you want someone untested. I we already know Todd Bowles. You know he's probably going to land a head coaching job, but honestly, it was a terrible head coach in the, in, in 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 New York. So you don't want a, another head coach who's already run, been run through. I would want a new guy. So those would be my guys. But he, Sean Khan needs to evaluate what kind of culture he wants, right? What kind of culture do you want to build? Because honestly, because honestly, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to build because it seems that every season it changes, right? You need to find a head coach. You need to find, you have your quarterback, right? Now you need to draft some offensive linemen because you have the wide receiver talent. You draft some offensive linemen. You need to draft some defensive players, right? You don't need more running backs than you already have. You already have ETN and James Robinson. You're done, right? You already have enough. Um, you already have enough wide receivers, right? Offensive linemen and defensive players. But Sean Khan needs to evaluate what kind of um, culture he wants to build because Urban Meyer was not that. Right, letting girls dance up on him, uh, lashing out his assistant coaches, getting into angry, you know, uh, 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 screaming matches with players. That's not what you want. Urban Meyer is a lesson, right? A lesson in who not to hire as a head coach, right? And then we're probably going to see a lot less college head coaches hired as because of it, because of it. Um, but overall, Urban, I mean, it was just a disaster, really, almost from the start. Um, he lost the locker room, and that was it. That was it. Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala. <laughs>